All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Oak Radio. I am your host, Andrew Kiefer, and I'm here with the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> GM, head coach, busiest man at Oak Strength, Mr. Matt Mulvana. Matt, how that. are you doing? I'm good. I don't know about all that. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. Everyone knows that anyone here sees you, they're like, man, that's always here. <laughs> Right, I've heard, I've heard everyone's like, "Oh, you were here on Sundays too, right?" And you're like, "I try not to be." <laughs> I try, I, I do try not to be. <laughs> That's not always the case. So tell little people what what do you do here? Um, gosh, that's a that's a big umbrella. Um, well, I do all of the onboarding for new folks. I do um, all of I don't I don't do the pro programming per se, but we put the programming in. Um, handle all HR fun stuff, handle all uh, comments, questions, and concerns, scheduling a staff, uh, budgeting, um, pretty much anything that has to do with running a business, marketing, community outreach, my initials are next to it. So it's, it's a complete whole business picture. It's, which is fun. Like I like, I'm a control freak, so. I like to be able to have my hands in everything. It's kind of nice. And then you also, you know, hands-on running classes both yeah, on our adult yeah. side, our yeah. kids' side. The, the coaching aspect is the easiest part of my job. <laughs> that's that's the fun part. Like, I, I love interacting with people and, you know, whether it's an athlete on the, like, youth sports side or an athlete on the adult side because, I mean, if you're doing this stuff, you're an athlete in some form or fashion, right? Um that's the fun stuff like getting to watch people like make gradual changes and get better like we had we have one member who's just coming off of some ankle stuff but her ankle is just now like stable right and she's been with us for about a month that's fantastic to me like that's the cool part about all this right um you get all the fame and the fortune and the glory on the youth sports side of things when people win championships and everything else but you know, we're not all working with the Golden State Warriors. You know, like there's – you got to recognize that there's as many little battles to win as there are as big battles, if not well, more, right? So, um, I don't know. that That's the, – the coaching aspect of it is the fun part for me. And, like, you've, you've taken a few of my classes. I hate giving up classes. I, 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 I love coaching. Like, I want to coach my classes. Now, I have a five-year-old, so sometimes that doesn't always happen that way, but – um, yeah, the, the coaching aspect, I don't even look at as part of a, a job per se. That's, that's just, that's the fun stuff. I know. I'm always like, Hey man, if you need help, like if you need time, you're like, Oh yeah, we'll trade days. I'm like, I can just pick <laughs> up. And you're like, yeah. you're like, no, I'm good. Like, I'm like, all right, man, like calm down. Like you can take some time off. <laughs> eh, well, like I, I came from the park district, um, in Rockford, which is a very big park district. And um, I was there for, gosh, I think five, five or six years. Um, I never got my five-year pen though, so I was, I was a little upset. But um, at a park district, you just get, keep getting things thrown at you, right? If you're good at something, your plate just grows. And I had a platter, like I had, I was in charge of dog parks, outdoor education, uh, Paralympic sports. Um, Gosh, a whole park maintenance, uh, staff development, staff onboarding, firing, hiring. Like there's, I was, I was all, all over the place. So to come to 
a singular focused facility like this, it's like, man, this is, you know, yeah, there's a lot to do, but not hard, <laughs> you know? Um, so it, it's, it's, it's been fun. Like this, it, I'm here a lot, but it doesn't feel like I'm here a lot. Um, and I hope that like kind of shows through like with my attitude, like I don't want people to see me having a bad day, you know, like whether I'm coaching or whether I'm in the office, like every day should be a good day. Right. And, um, that's just kind of how I go through it. You know, you, you leave your stuff at the door and you'll enjoy what you're doing. And I, I love doing this stuff, whether it's obviously the coaching piece we kind of talked about, like, I love doing that. I love getting to talking to people on our, on our back end piece of never been in here before like getting to know a complete stranger's story like i don't know there's just something cool about that too but i'm rambling but i, I i'm a people person i like people yeah like people. sometimes sometimes i don't like people <laughs> most of the time yeah we're very alike in that sense we're like we like to have fun and like uh -huh. people always like oh you guys spend way too much time together it's like we really don't we don't know mm -hmm. like we overlap for like a couple minutes like mm -hmm. hey you good you're good yep, yep. cool see ya <laughs> yep or like it's like you're taking you got an athlete off to the side i got my class and it's like all right we that's our overlap Yep, that's the yeah it we don't we really don't see each other that much like between i think jujitsu is probably the the longest period of time that we're actually in the same room together and this will be number two this will be number two <laughs> and then it's like 10, 15 minutes, you know, I, I always like to make sure coaches are doing good when they start their first class. So I, like, I'm always sticking around for a little bit longer just to make sure everything's going okay. Um, but as much as a control freak as I am, I, I hope that I give you guys enough space to kind of like do your own thing also, but I always want to make sure you guys feel supported. Right. Um, so that, that, that overlap time is really, I, I mean, outside of, like I said, Jets in here, that's that's the most that we see each other. But we are very alike in a lot of the things that we do and how, like, some of the stuff that we coach and how we do things. So it is neat to see. That is a, a fun aspect. And we like to play off each other, you know. Yes. I like to give people, like, oh, Matt, Pete, Matt, or people think I'm the nice guy. It's like, <laughs> right? I'm, I'm not that nice, <laughs> but I am. You are. You're, well, I, I don't remember who said it yesterday, but uh, it was someone in the 4 o'clock, because you took my 4 o'clock. I'm like, man, Andrew was, was a lot nicer than you were to me. I was like, man, you must not know him that well. <laughs> it's, it's fun, though. Yeah, like, to, it, people learn, but it's like, uh -huh. as I get comfortable with people, I, I, I toughen up on yes, them. Yes, absolutely. Like it, the, the, I don't see people at four that often just because yeah. my schedule. And it's like, so my 615 class, yep. we give them – we give them hell. Well, and you know what an athlete can do when you coach yeah. them, too, like consistently. If I don't see an athlete for four or five weeks, I'm not going to push them, you know, to to a point where I don't know that they're going to break or not. Like, our goal isn't to break, our, especially our adults. Like, my gosh, they're here to functionally move, right? So if I don't see them for a long time, God, why would I uh, – I got to be careful there. Um, but, you know, once I get used to it, oh, man. Gloves come off. Let's go. What do you mean you don't have a plate on your back? Why don't you have a plate on your back? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> or well, something like that. Well, so much of coaching on any level is it's building relationships and, and growing with each other and understanding what they can take or what they respond to. Like, I know some people want me to yell at – not yell at them, but, like, tell them to 
not rest, get it going, keep moving, keep moving. Some people can't handle that, and some people just want some encouragement or you know a calm voice yeah. or no words at all. Like my sister, if you try to like cheer and things, she'll she'll stare at you and just be like, no. Yep. And that's just that's being a good coach, right? Knowing who you're coaching, knowing how they respond to your coaching or what coaching cues are good for them. Like some athletes, like you said, they, they need that drill instructor. Um, some athletes don't need that drill. They need that babysitter, right? So, and that takes time to learn too. Like you're going to, I, young coaches always try and, bef- I always tell young coaches, don't befriend your athletes. Get to know them, yes. Get to know how, how to coach them, yes. But don't coddle them just so they like you for like figure out how they need to be pushed and coached um, and then coach them that way. If you want to, you know, chit chat about other stuff, you, you can you find the points of the day or the workout to do that in. But gosh, if you don't, if you don't make an effort to figure out how to coach someone right away or, or soon or fast when you first see them, you're failing that athlete. Um, and that's, for me, that's whenever I get a new athlete in class, and every coach is different, but I, I straight up ask people, like, how do you want to be coached? Like, do you want me to push you? Do you not want me to push you? And then sometimes you'll get someone who lies to you too, which is kind of fun. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, push me, push me, push me, push me. And then it's the next day, like, man, that was that was rough. That was a lot. Maybe back off a little bit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, it just takes time. You got to make the effort. You know, you got to talk to people before and after class, get to know their personality. Um, I always tell people they're not paying a membership here for one hour. You know, they're paying a membership here for the whole experience, and the whole experience should be much more than an hour. You know, there's there's a lot that goes into your health. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so diving on this coaching idea, you know, it takes a special person to want to be a coach in any form, whether it's life, business, or in our case, fitness and youth perform or uh, athletic performance. So, you had to, you have to have some kind of like coaching background or inspiration or athletic background that would have driven you to this yeah. point. So, what was young Matt? What <laughs> what got him here? Well, young Matt was about eighty pounds lighter, <laughs> jump a little higher, and didn't crack as much when he walked. And no, I I grew up in a family of coaches. Um, my entire dad's side was uh, big time basketball. Right, he played Division One. He coached Division One, Eastern Washington University, um, and I was just raised by a coach. And I, you know, I, I love my father to death, but it was definitely by a coach. Like my childhood was coached, <laughs> and I got into basketball from a young age too. So like. He was always coaching me, but he made a very, he did a very good job though, too, of separating coach from home. He did. Um, it was never, he coached me in high school and we would, after every game, we'd take 15, 20 minutes, drive around town, which Harvard, it takes about 15, 20 minutes to drive around town. It's very small. Um, we talk about the game. We talked about how I did, how the team did, how the other team did. Um, and then after that, once we got home, it was done. You know, um, which I, I, I didn't appreciate until I got older, like how he was able to separate that. Um, but you know, growing up with him as a coach, it's like, man, you know, that's 
that was always just installed in me from an early age. Like, man, coaching is such a cool thing to like kind of drive people and, you know, make them better, help them better themselves and, and whatnot. And I've had a good amount of coaches in and out of my life. I started coaching basketball, gosh, when I was 16, because uh, the, the varsity kids would help coach the little kid basketball league in Harvard. So we would, we, we, some of us have been coaching because some of my friends are still basketball coaches. Um, we've been coaching since we were 16. Um, when we weren't coaching the little kids, we were playing obviously in high school. Once I got out of high school, I played in college at Rockford university. It was Rockford college at the time. Um, but then I coached in the summers when I had time for a AAU program out of Crystal Lake. And, um, that was great. That was fun. Um, and then after college, I hooked on to Harlem high school. That was my old, one of my old college coaches was there and I was his assistant at the varsity level for a long time. And, um, I took a year off and in between that year off, I was, gosh, I was about three and a half years ago. Um, I ended up working out at Oak and, you know, I was, just got talking back and forth with Adam. Like, man, you look really busy with all these volleyball kids. You know, um, I've got some coaching background. Um, my degree in college was physical education. But I took a ton of, like, movement, kinesiology, um, those types of classes because I, I also really got into, at that time, um, bodybuilding. Um, it was just the sport is just so neat to me. Um, I can't tell you why. I have no idea. It's just the, I think the allure. Maybe I watched Predator too much growing up on WGN. I don't know. <laughs> but um, I got into that and just like I did it for a while. And then I coached it for a while. I had a few athletes that were really successful. Um, so I got to that, that gym setting coaching while I was doing my sports performance coaching um, at this kind of almost the same time. It was a neat dynamic. And from there, like, for me, I'm always, like, how do I make myself better? Like, what can I learn? Like, how, how can I push athletes in new and different ways? And um, during that time, I'm just, like, looking at Olympic lifting. I'm looking at um, not necessarily gymnastic. Like, when I started coaching here, the, the one thing that I was really just bad at was gymnastics. Like, I just didn't have a background in it. Uh, it wasn't my jam. You know, I'm 6'3", 290. I'm not doing muscle-ups. Sorry, folks. <laughs> it's not happening. But um, that once I got to coaching here, I, I knew I had to learn that stuff. So I, I really busted my hump to make sure that, hey, I, you know, I can speak the language. And if I have someone even demonstrate it for me, I can talk the cues through. You know, you find ways to coach something, even if you can't do it, right? Um, but, yeah, I just, you know, I built up my coaching rapport. Um after college, coaching basketball, um, doing the personal training, bodybuilding thing. Um, I did a few, you know, group class coaching stints here and there. Um, I'll be honest, like, I, I got hooked up with a really um, not, a, not a great gym. Uh, here in time, I'm not going to name names, but um, it was just a really negative experience. Um, I didn't like how they treated their members on the back end of things, and I – got out of it. And I was like, man, that's, that's an awful experience. I don't want to experience that again. Um, so it kind of shied me away from this like group training facility type of things. And, um, 
I just, I, I was off of it for a multitude of years. Um, and it just didn't interest me anymore. Um, also in that time though, too, I started working with the Paralympic program at the park district and it was wheelchair basketball. And I oversaw a, a region of Illinois, which was kind of neat. Um, but that was, that was just eye opening from the fact like watching these athletes be successful when no one else believed in them. You know, I've got athletes that are hitting threes on a basketball floor that have no legs. You know, like I can't, I can't hit three, <laughs> right? And I've got legs at work, man. Yeah, but it's like, it's like so inspiring. And then to be able to provide them an athletic scholarship to a Division One school for wheelchair basketball, like these kids had no dreams through high school, but now they have a reason to get through high school. Now they have a reason to get through college. Um, like that was just, oh my gosh, so eye opening, right? Um, and then I come here, you know, I'm just kind of working out on the side. You know, Matt needs a place to work out. I did some of the group classes. I was doing a little weightlifting on the side of my own. And that's when we, we talked about a little bit earlier, you know, saw Adam was doing this um, whole big volleyball thing, which at the time it seemed really big, but it was only 80 kids. Now we have like 140 kids, you know, not a big jump. It's fine. Um, but I think the, the thing that brought me back to it was just Adam and Heather are really good people. You know, and I, I was able to trust them with my career. Um, and I was, I, was, I was really convinced that if I invested, you know, in here, that it's going to be a great experience, right? Um, it's not going to be the experience I had before. Because I'm all about, like, you know, I, I want to make sure that if, if I treat this like a real job, it treats me like a real person, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because um, you can put your all into a job, and I've learned this over time, and it doesn't necessarily put its all back to you, right? And that's, for me, that works for some people, I guess. Um, it doesn't work for me. Like, it's a give and give for me. Um, that's just how I work. And maybe that's a flaw of mine. I don't know. Um, but they, it, it was really, you know, I was around them for a very short time, and it's like, man, you know, it, it worked out timing wise. They're like, Hey, you know, um, we're looking for someone <laughs> to make sure Adam doesn't have to do everything all the time. So you can actually be an owner of a business versus an owner and a GM. And now an influencer. Influencer. Yes. Podcast influencer. Story. Yeah. Um, it just worked out timing wise. We're like, I was at the park district. I've been in the park district for a very long time. I built up this wonderful program there. I was comfortable handing that program off to someone else and then starting a new journey. Right. Um, and I wasn't even looking like when, when all this happened, um, I wasn't even looking for a position in a gym or anything like that. I was just like coaching a few volleyball kids here every now and then just to help just, out, to help out. Yeah, exactly. Right. Help the community out of this gym that's I'm working out at. Um, but then, you know, Adam, like, hey, we're, we're going to look for someone to kind of run the facility. And um, it just kind of worked out. We're like, you know, hey, I've, I've run facilities before. I've run staffs before. I've done a lot of that stuff before. Um, 
and quite frankly, this was not as much travel as I was doing at the, I was driving to Louisville, Kentucky, we're at the park district, like, <laughs> I was traveling a little bit, and I have a five-year-old, I have a family, you know, like, that travel thing isn't my jam, because um, I'm a big life and work balance person, like, I need a good balance there. Says the um, guy who's at the gym more than anyone. Yes, yes, this is true, but I, I do have a balance, uh, and it, it doesn't, it probably doesn't look like I do, um, but if I didn't, I would, I would not be able to function. Like I need to see my kid. My kid's my world. My fiance is my world. Um, and we, we balance that from with Oak strength very well. Um, and it might not seem like, cause I am here a lot. I am. Um, but you know, on the weekends it's, it's the weekend. Yeah. Like it's, it's my family time. Um, and when I get home, you know, there's there's a lot of times where the work phone goes on the kitchen table and it doesn't leave the kitchen table until I go to work the next day. You know, I, I'm able to kind of shut things off. Now, if I know something's going on, like if if I leave here at 4 o'clock and there's a 4, 5, and 6, I'll probably keep my work phone not close to me until I know those classes are gone. And that's just because I'm a control freak. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm the director of operations. The If the facility is operating um, – I'm operating, yeah. you know, like that's my responsibility. Um, so yeah, I, I, my life balance, it might not always seem like it's in, in flow. <laughs> uh, but for me it is. And, and I think a lot of that too is though, is the culture that's here at Oak yeah. strength. Like this is not a jobby job, like hard, you know, a lot of the stuff that we do here is so rewarding and, um, you know, some of the stuff that we're, we're working on is going to be so rewarding that, I don't know, I, it, it, it doesn't stress me out that much. You know, I get stressed, oh, yeah. I get stressed out about like, what's my kid doing for school this year? <laughs> you know, like those kind of things stress me out. I don't get stressed out if someone is like, hey, can we arrange my personal training session here versus that? Like, that's fine to me, you know, uh. I don't know. This job to me isn't very stressful. I love what I do here. Oh, I really do. I I'm love the, the people. I'm the same. I love coming in. Like yeah. I just have fun. Like yeah. and it's it's both like one is just fun, crack yeah. some jokes, have a good time, but at the same time it's that rewarding piece of empowering someone else to get that first pull up or yeah. to lose that 10 pounds or exactly. you know, be able to pick up something without any pain, yeah. right? Like just yeah. those little things and like getting that or if you're working on the youth side helping those kids make the team or make that next level of their sport like it's just yeah. it's rewarding to help people yeah there's no to me there's no draining piece of this job um the hours get long sometimes yeah sure uh, that's just that's any job that's any job right um but there's nothing that i go home and i'm like gosh man i just had a bad day you know and that sounds so like cliche cliche and meme worthy and all that but honestly like and i don't know if it's because of where, where i came from because the park district don't get me wrong the rockford park district is a great park district they do a great job right but it's a very stressful amount of work it's a very stressful job because there's a lot of hands uh in in the pot there um so i don't know if i've seen like the extreme stress <laughs> So now I'm kind of dulled to any type of other stress. Um, but there's nothing here that, like, really stresses me too much. And I, I would say that's probably why I'm here so much is, you know, 
it doesn't bother me. I guess. I, I don't know. It's weird. I, I've never really, you know, thought about the amount that I'm here um, too much, you know, because it doesn't bother me as much. Well, it also helps when our members start bringing you baked goods like every That's true. day. Yeah. Well, seems. not every day. Some of them last multiple days, but. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys are listening, you need to tone it back. Like, That's... I can't show up with cupcakes and brownies and all this stuff every day. We're supposed to be a gym. That's a complete lie. Don't tone it down. <laughs> Oh man! So Matt, what are you excited about in the next future? What are we with Oak this rest of this year as we oh, kind of drive this train through with whatever's going on in the world? Well, the train's gonna get a few more cars on it. I mean, we're 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 expanding a little bit, and that's that's very exciting. Um, you know, just continual growth, right? The 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 biggest thing for me is to help as many people as we possibly can. Um, it, and to me, it doesn't like, I don't care what your financial background is. I don't care what your athletic ability is. I don't care what your health situation is. I just want to be able be able to help folks. Right. So if we're able to expand out, add more members, that means we're helping more people. Right. And that's, that's my big draw. Um, that's my, my why is, is just a, constantly be finding a way to help people i used to say like if i could make a difference in just one person's life then i didn't do enough now most people will say if i if i made a difference in just one person's life then great awesome cool why stop at one like i hate like just don't don't stop at one if you did it with one you can do it two. if you do it two, you can do it four so uh that's that's my excitement is is just the opportunity to be able to help more folks uh obviously if you really get into like the weeds of it more floor space means more people nowadays right with guidelines from worldwide pandemics and (laughs) well and speaking of it what's (laughs) good to see is we have people who are interested in because people are realizing like taking care of your health is a is a big deal with you know with all the uncertainty in the world like people realizing like you know what? I need I you know I need to take care of myself and then you know make yeah. that life shift and make this part of who you are. Yeah, and I I hope people come out of this with because this is an awful thing that's going on. like people are dying absolutely. But if if people come out of this with like the mindset of man my my health maybe I've kind of put it by the wayside maybe I've been focused on too many other things. Um, I hope this kind of like shows people like if you're healthy and you've built up a good armor like around yourself y- you can you can deal with these things you know you don't ha- you don't have to necessarily obviously like this is a very scary thing that's going around for a lot of people um but you don't have to be as like scared of it right it's 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 more of hey i'm working out hey i'm eating right right um I'm I'm healthy. My blood pressure's in a good place. My stress levels are in a good place. My sleep is in a good place. Like I've built up this whole system that I can fight off this virus or a cold or a flu even that comes through. You know, I hope people kind of put themselves first a little bit more now. Because um, I talk with so many people that come in here and they're like, I just decided that I got to put myself first. <laughs> You know, and um, that's a hard thing for a parent to say. That's a hard thing for a working individual to say. Like, 
because I was there for a long time. Like this life balance thing that I've got figured out was not always a thing for me. Um, well, you don't want to feel selfish, right? People yeah. are like, oh, I got to put myself first. And they're like, oh, that's kind of selfish. Yeah. They're like, well, but if I can't, t- if I, if myself, if I'm not in check, if I don't, if I'm not healthy, if I'm not all together, yep. it's harder for me to help anyone else around yep. me, especially the ones like close to me. Yep. And I learned really early on because we, um, we raised horses early on in my life and at our farm and we would get asked all the time to go work like different stalls and different places and my dad would always say no. And I never quite understood like why do you always say no? Like they're all they're just asking for your help, right? And he always told me it's like our farm comes first. That's that's it. Um and if we ever have if we're ever in a place where we can put another farm next to us, great. We'll we're more than welcome to more than welcome to help them. But it was always me, my mom, and my dad. We didn't have, like, a lot of help or anything like that. So it was always, no, we can't really help you right now. Sorry. I wish we could. Um, so I think that that kind of started to – I didn't I didn't figure it out for a long time. I, was, I just thought, oh, man, gosh, my dad was kind of a jerk back then. <laughs> Why y'all saying no? Um, but as I grew and as I got older, it's like, oh, that's why I said no. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, this sucks. <laughs> oh yeah, there's there's so many things I've learned over as I've gotten older, like the you know different perspective and everything changes. Like, oh, that makes sense now. Like, man, I wish I would have known that 10, 20 years ago. But it's like, right. but you kind of have to like learn and grow and then realize yeah. and then hopefully pass those lessons on. Yeah, and to be honest, it makes me excited to like get ten years older now. Like, <laughs> said no one. I was just like, oh, I know, but like, I just think back like where I was at at twenty two. I was an idiot. <laughs> now at 32, I'm probably still an idiot, but not as much. <laughs> right? I, th- I feel like I've got a little bit more of my, my, my bearings about the world, but I'm excited for another 10 years to be like, man, 32, I was an idiot. Like, I've got so much more figured out. But that's just me. Like, I, I don't know. I, I like to... I like to always be growing in multiple ways, like whether it's coaching, whether it's just talking to people, um, whether it's a mental mindset piece, whether it's a physical piece, you know, it's it just like I, I can't be stagnant. Like once if I get stagnant somewhere, I, I'm, I'm not doing something right. And I get like antsy and uh, just I can't sleep. And it's like, oh, my gosh, it's just not my it's not my jam. So, um yeah, yeah, uh, uh. 10 more years. Give me 10 more years. Let's do a podcast in 10 years. See where we're at. All right, yeah, on Oak Strengths, would that, would that be? Reunion eight, podcast? 18th, 18th anniversary. Uh-huh. We'll talk about, we'll, we'll talk, we'll, we'll listen back to this, yes. and, we'll, and we'll, we'll do a reflection yes. in 10 years. Yeah, we'll listen back to this, and, man, I sound like that when I'm being recorded? That's oh, so weird. I was so, I was so forward-thinking. <laughs> oh, if I would have only known. <laughs> So, Matt, as we wrap, I got one final question. Yeah. So we are Oak Strength. Mm-hmm. Strength is in our name, mm-hmm. our brand, our identity. So what does strength mean to you? Oh, gosh. That's that's such a broad question. I know. That's, that's a good ending question. That's fantastic. I'm not that dumb, guys. <laughs> <laughs> what does strength mean to me? Man, it's it's so much more than what you can put on a barbell. Um. It's so much more than 
uh, a level of pain that you can take. I, I think what strength means to me is 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 the ability to maintain yourself when a pandemic happens or things don't go your way or whatever is going on you know if if you're able to be yourself and not let that stuff rattle you and not even rattle like it's not that rattling you is a bad thing right but if it rattles me and then like i feel like if i'm not true to myself if i kind of cower away from that then i've lost some strength there right but if i can if i can stay strong if i can stay that pillar and I can learn from what's what's happening around me. I think that's true strength, right? Not not staying stagnant, moving forward, learning about what's going on, um, but staying true to like you, and, and always being willing to grow, right? Um, but I I think that's strength to me. Um, obviously, if you can lift really heavy stuff, that's great too. Don't get me wrong. I'm all about lifting the heavy stuff, but. Um, yeah, I, I'm a big believer if, if, if you're able to stay true to you and you're able to grow and, you know, find your why in life and, and things like that, you're going to be a very strong person. You're going to be a very healthy person. Um, you're going to be a very inspiring person. Um, and I, I, I don't, I don't try to, I, I, I don't try and put my values on anyone and, or anything like that. I, I always look at like, I don't know your story. I don't know your story. So I'm not going to like, you should do this. You should do that. You should do this. You should do that. That's not me. But you know, if you can inspire people and I would say not, if you can inspire people while not trying to inspire people, um, I think that's really cool to be able to do that. So I (laughs) wrap all that up, (laughs) be true to yourself and be willing to grow within yourself. Um, whether it's, internal factors or external factors helping your growth um i think that's i think that's true strength for me um that's a big umbrella right like (laughs) being true to yourself is a there's a lot under there there's a lot of deep divey psychological psychological things that you can talk about there but um in a nutshell that's that's my value of strength um now in the 10-year reunion podcast that might be different but that's that's that ability to grow yeah Right, like, like I said, my thought of strength ten years ago is probably much different than what it is now. You know, um, that doesn't make twenty-two Matt weak, right? That just means twenty-two Matt grew in a thirty-two Matt. Um, hopefully, I lost some things, <laughs> but <laughs> um, yeah, that's my thought. Awesome. Well, Matt, thank you for your time today. Absolutely. Awesome. It was fun. Yeah. And thank you guys for listening. Check us out, oakstrength.com, social media at oakstrength. And until next time, be happy, be healthy, be strong. Peace. Peace.